Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin AC, Potters beat writer for the Union Tribune. This is my boss, sports editor, Jay Posner. Sorry, I was a little lost. I just got into Texas. I'm start. I'm trying to think of all the things we're going to write about, but we have to start here, Jay. Tommy Pham could miss the rest of the regular season. That was the original fear last night. Uh, as a matter of fact, heck, you texted me last night, said handmate. And, and you know what? When he took that swing, I mean, that was exactly the first thing that you thought of. And, right. you know, the Padres uh, found out uh, that he has a broken handmate bone and that he will miss. I'm told four to six. And I think that's what Jay Stingler said, too. And could be longer. Not going to rush this guy back. I don't know that he's been healthy this whole time with various things, um, but this is a big loss, Jay. Yeah, it really is, and it's you know it's one of these things. And you you wrote about it a little bit in your in your newsletter today about you know guys guys coming to San Diego and it just doesn't it just doesn't work out for whatever reason. And we've seen it. Uh, although Eric Hosmer's you know played very well this year, but certainly hasn't been worth the money since he's been here. Machado hasn't been anywhere close to what, I, I guess he was for four months last year, but his final numbers last year, nowhere close to what he's been in the past. This year, same thing. Uh, you know, Emilio Pagan, we can get to later. You know, I guess Drew Pomerantz so far has been spared that maybe because he's been here before. I don't know. But Tommy Pham <laughs> is, Tommy Pham's been a big disappointment since he's been here. Uh, health issues, which you can't blame anybody for. Uh, maybe that was part of it, but his offensive numbers, yeah, he had some hard hit balls and he was hitting in some bad luck, but he was still not producing the kind of numbers that they needed. And, you know, yesterday, as soon as they stopped the game and they were looking at his hand, that was the very first thing I thought of. And I, I think I texted you immediately because it just, that's just what it looked like. And uh, you never know for sure, but when they start looking at, at the hand like that, you know, kind of a no contact type injury, that's the first thing that that pops into your head. And that's, that's not anything that can be, anybody should be rushing back from. It's, it's hard to see how he could come back in, you know, four to six weeks. Okay. I'm going to take the high end of that. Uh, And the regular season has exactly six weeks left in it right now. Yeah. And I don't think that uh, he's coming back for the regular season. The the reason that I wrote about it the way that I did it today in the newsletter saying, you know, if you believe in a a curse of, uh, and and obviously that, that was a little tongue in cheek, Sure. But I think you and I even said this. I don't know if it was on here or if it was just, uh, you know, a conversation. If Tommy Pham struggles when he has had the last three seasons he has had, that will be a real curse, you know, yeah. because this guy was a no brainer. He really was uh, right. his ability to get on base. And then you saw it right away. And here it is. Uh, but even before the injury, struck out nine times in 13 at bats. And actually, you know, yesterday got on base, I think, twice in five at bats. But one of them was a chopped single. Uh, and he even yeah. laughed afterward uh, that, you know, he kind of <laughs> broke it out of his slump, uh, you know, getting on base that way. Uh, he drew a walk. Yeah. Uh, and now what do they do, Jay? Well, um, Abraham Almonte is on this trip. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if it's Ty France. Um and honestly, uh, Edward Olivares is, I think, four for like his last 31. He looks like he couldn't hit uh, spin. <laughs> I have some my handy post-it note here with some numbers on it. Olivares is six for 34 this year. So, I mean, you look Sorry, at the options. Like four for 15. Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the – and the other thing is what's on this assumes that Trent Grisham and Will Myers are going to play every day. Will Myers didn't play yesterday. I, I don't know what you can add to – uh, to what you know about about Myers, is he is he going to be available 
I guess you won't know till later, but I mean, what I was the it, sense you got on Myers? I think it really is day to day because, you know, he actually looked pretty good yesterday when I was watching him before the game mm -hmm. and during the game. And I guess he did everything. And it wasn't until he went to swing, they said, no, I'll take this down here. Um, yeah. So I really he, think it's day to day. He clearly wasn't available yesterday the way that things uh, no. the way that things worked out and the way they used the roster. So anyway, I just wrote these down in no particular order. Oliveri's is six for thirty-four. Uh, Mateo's zero for seven. Josh Naylor uh, is four for fifteen. He seems to me to be the logical guy. I mean, maybe they platoon him with Oliveri's. I, I I mean, if you're counting on Almonte as a guy right now, you know, I mean, he's one for nine, but his stats this year don't matter. It's just what he's been. Before, I mean, the, you know, the other alternative, if he was doing anything, would be Jerks and Profar. You could put him in left field. He made a really nice catch the other day uh, out there. But, you know, he's got a 580 OPS. He's hitting 185. His on base is 300. But, uh, you know, he's not really producing anything other than walks. If you could put him out there, then you could, you know, have sort of Garcia and Cronenworth uh, Garcia certainly needs to get out there more against right-handers. Cronenworth could DH maybe. I don't know. Can Cronenworth play left field? He plays everywhere else. It's a question that I'm asking today, that's for sure, <laughs> um, because I don't see why not. I mean, there have been times right. where you, you press a guy into action, and with the athlete that he is, I, I absolutely don't see why not, and especially um, if you're going to go against right-handers and have Greg Garcia in there, because I, I just think – I do. I think you got to, at this point, the avenue has to go through Greg Garcia at some point. He's got to play more. Right. And the risk, of course, with Cronenworth, and I think you mentioned this last week, is just wearing him out. And, uh, I mean, he can't play every day. I just He took a I, day I, off and then had a nice series. I right. He looked better. He looked better. And maybe that was in contrast to everyone else. I mean, this team, <laughs> clearly, this team is clearly tired. They are. Uh, and maybe every team's going to go through that this year with the ungodly schedule. But uh, this is this is hit the Padres. That's not an excuse. I'm just telling you, they don't look good. And I am the guy who always pushes back on, oh, that team looks flat. Because right. we're not there, like, on the field. We don't know what they physically feel like. And any team that's losing looks flat. That's just no matter what the sport they look flat. And I, I will say that it's just a different life now, too, uh, on the road. You know, this is the kind of time where you all get together, you play some poker, you go out to dinner. Well, they can't do that. Um, right. This is the time on the plane you maybe pop a couple Coors Lights. They can't do that. And it's just different. This is a different – it's going to be interesting to see how they pull themselves out of this. I was just going to say they have this entire week without an off day. you got the game tonight with a later start, 6 o'clock. Pacific time, even in uh, the central time zone. That game's on FS1, by the way, for people who want to uh, watch. I was looking at my DirecTV guide, expecting it to be on both that and Fox San Diego, but what I saw was only FS1, so be alert for that. Then an afternoon game tomorrow, a flight home, two, and then two more with Texas before the Astros come in for the weekend, and then finally uh, another day off. On Monday, I, was, but I was looking at the schedule, Jake, because we've talked about how it got, uh, you know, quote unquote, easier. And last yeah. week when we talked, the Astros and the Rangers had losing records. They do not now. So nor, nor does Arizona, nor does Arizona right now. No, <laughs> they don't. This, after this weekend, but yeah, that was supposed to be the start of two weeks against teams with losing records, and now it's not looking like that's going to be. Hey, let's the talk case. a little but, bit. But to get, I just wanted to close out on the on the outfield. I mean, to me. The logical situation is to hope that Grisham and Myers are okay. You normally maybe, like I said, try all of Aries and Naylor. 
got Cronenworth that maybe could go out there. But I'm thinking you've got Garcia plays more against righties at second base, or he or even DHs while Cronenworth plays at second base. But they're going to need some combination of those uh, of those guys to come through for them at this time. And I'm not sure where else because I mean catcher just seems completely hopeless right now. I mean I, I wrote down those guys Mejia and Hedges are seven for seventy one. Um, they have three extra base hits between them. They have three walks between them. They have five RBIs. And if you take their combined OPS, combine it, it's 715. That's like barely passable. You could accept that from one of them, if especially Hedges, if he was giving you the defense. But for those two guys to be at that number combined, I mean, I, I don't know what the answer is. You know, it's easy to say, go make a trade for somebody. We've talked about it before. How many good catchers are out there? Um, Hedges just appears to be what he is. You know, I've said this before. Mejia, to me, has never proven that he could be uh, as good a hitter as he's been made out to be, uh, you know, in the past, both by the Indians and the Padres in terms of of uh, his ability and how, and how he projected. And he just, you know, he had the good stretch last year, but gosh, both those guys just look so bad right now, and I, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I, I mean, is, is it possible they give Luis, Luis Torrens a shot, or is it just figuring he's he's not any better? I, I don't know. I mean, at some point, maybe it's worth giving the guy a, a couple games just to see what happens. It can't get much worse. I will say this. Well, I want to say Austin Hedges, since he got his first hit on August 3rd, has a 300 on base percentage since then. Hey, that's okay. great. Yeah. That said – I think they've also had him sacrifice three times uh, when a fly ball. Do you know the Padres do not have a sacrifice fly this year? Wow. Um, when a fly ball by Austin Hedges, who has a little bit of ability to do that, would have driven in a run, they've had him sacrifice bunt. I think he's tried to bunt to get on once. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, and and yeah. I think trying to play Mateo has sort of looked the same way. I mean, I thought yesterday. That was him. by talked about to talk about yesterday's game and that situation where both those guys bunted. Obviously, Tingler called for a bunt with Hedges Hedges because that was a safety squeeze, which they've done before, and right. it's worked. It wasn't a good bunt. You know, Cronenworth should not have run from third base in that situation. It's not a good read on his part, but it's a bad bunt by Hedges. Mateo clearly was bunting for a base hit, and again, bad bunt right back to the, right back to the pitcher. But I, I think Mateo's confidence has got to be low at this point. And Doc, he's had seven big league at-bats. And I, I don't, you know, it's hard to blame him for trying something different. So I, I didn't think that was such a terrible situation. They've done the safety squeeze with Hedges before, yeah. and it's worked and it's worked out But fine. if Hedges were a hitter of any sort. Right. It's one of those things that's kind of a running, a running gag a little bit. But guys have to play better. I mean, we've talked about this before. I mean, they need more production out of, certain guys and, and, and the bullpen, obviously, I mean, Emilio Pagan, that's his inning yesterday. You know, yeah, a bloop single is a bad, it's a bad break, but you know, you can't walk a guy in that spot, but he, he has to get Escobar in that spot. You don't go to Pomerantz there. Escobar's a switch hitter who hits left-handers better than he hits right-handers. So that's the guy you got Emilio Pagan for that situation. The eighth inning of a, of a big game. I saved 20 games last year. And you know, he's got, he's got to come through there. That's not the manager's fault. It's not the pitching coach's fault. It's not the GM's fault. I mean, to me, that's, that's on the player. The player has to be better there. 
I forget what the numbers were, but not only is everything you just said true, but uh, Emilio Pagan last year, I think it was like 172. It was the identical number against righties and lefties. Mm-hmm. So there, that sounds you know, about right. There are just so many reasons that that was the guy. I don't know. I thought that um, Emilio Pagan was fixed, quote unquote. There, right. He had four straight hitless outings. Yes, there was nothing there yesterday, really. It just it did seem like he was struggling a, a little bit. So I don't know. Guess because I have to check into that too. Uh, I do believe that uh, they're in a they're in a real funk between injuries and dead arms and everything. Uh, just being plain tired. And, and I don't know, you know, if there's any answer in terms of of different arms. I mean, they've got so many on the roster as it is, and I I know that. You know, people want to see Mackenzie Gore. Well, as we've seen from Luis Patino, maybe those guys aren't quite ready yet. And, and just because Patino's gotten hit around doesn't mean that Gore would, obviously. But there was clearly, and you can correct me here because you talk to people in the organization and I don't, but there clearly was a feeling that Patino was more ready mm-hmm. to pitch in the big leagues right now than Gore was. And the fact that Patino has been hit around some has to have them thinking, well, maybe Gore's not quite ready yet. Is that a fair assessment of the situation that's a fair assessment of the situation and also when Mackenzie Gore comes up barring like dire circumstances Mackenzie Gore will be starting okay that that's another well there is and there is a spot there although Cal Quantrill they they don't seem to want to start Cal Quantrill uh but when he starts and again he had trouble he had some troubles last year at times but he put together that one stretch I think it was coming out of the all-star break last year for about five or six games where he was fantastic as a starter. And I, I thought he pitched pretty well on Saturday. So I, I don't know. It's it's a couple days early, I'm sure, to, before they're going to say what they're doing with that spot. But for now, they're going to need a starter, I think, on on what, Thursday? It would, yeah, be, would be on Thursday. <clears throat> it would be on Thursday. So we'll see what develops before then. But, you know, tonight is, uh, I, I didn't even look up the, the matchups. I guess Lynn and Lamette pitch on Wednesday back here at Petco. Uh, Paddock is supposed to pitch tomorrow, correct? Yes. Um, and again, he'll be on four. He'll be on four days rest, which he's been on this year, and hasn't hasn't pitched great on four days rest. Although he did only throw three innings the last time, so maybe that counts as a little bit of uh, extra rest. And hopefully, being back home will uh, fix him a little night, uh, a little bit. So we uh, uh, tonight is Zach Davies for the Padres. Yes, it is the co-ace. I thought, uh, yeah, look, the the crazy thing is, uh, save for Chris Paddock, this last, this losing streak, some pretty good starting pitching. Yeah, it's not on the starter pitching at all. (laughs) That's unusual for what we're, what we're used to here. Uh, Of course, it'd be hard to remember a time where the offense was super hot and the pitching was really good or, you know, whatever, but like that, wow, Zach Davies went in and did that against the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. Nelson yeah. had a good start. I thought the Quantrill uh, strong piggyback, which is what they could use again, um, uh-huh. very good. So Garrett Richards, very good yesterday. Garrett Richards was excellent yesterday. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, the starting pitching is not, has not yeah, been an issue. You, my point is makes you more discouraged. Like, wait a minute. They <laughs> cannot find a way to win right now. Um, and you, you know that, it's 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 one game and then it's one more and and the, this could turn at any time but given the preponderance of the injuries and the performances that are happening i mean look 
they thought that Javi Guerra and, and uh, Pierce Johnson had really turned a corner and they were going to be able to give those guys some more uh, higher leverage innings. And that didn't work out this, this weekend. And, and right. this is, people thought the Dodgers series was important. I'm pretty sure this week is very, very important for the Padres. <laughs> right. And I mean, they, we, we talked before about how each game was worth 2.7. So they're basically on a 13.5, I think it's 13 and a half game losing streak right now, if you want to look at it like that. But as, as we've seen, it, it can turn in a hurry. I mean, nothing, nothing changes faster than, you know, baseball teams fortunes and, and the Padres the other night. And that's why I don't put any stock in the idea that, Oh, they had a big comeback at the end of Saturday's game. And that's going to, that's going to carry over into, into Sunday because yeah, they were, they were behind on Sunday, then they were ahead. And then, and then on one pitch, they were behind again. So I, you know, all the talk, and I, and I just wish that if, if people could just borrow the word momentum from a broadcast, it would be so great. They had all kinds of non-momentum, and then they had all kinds of momentum, and then they didn't have momentum again. You know, look, momentum in baseball to me is from pitch to pitch, really. And we saw that yesterday, one pitch, and they went from, you know, they went from winning to losing. Yeah, it certainly seemed like it had lined up for them yesterday because they went back to, I guess, if if they would want to look at it like what they did at the end of Saturday's game carried over into Sunday's game in terms of their plate approach, right? I happen to think that Robbie Ray had more to do with that because he was only throwing somewhere near the strike zone most of the time and wasn't right. what they should have done. But they did it and then got him out of the game and then, you know, they eventually scored some runs and then they had their two guys, Pagan and Pomerant. So, it certainly looked like it was setting up. And like you said, yeah. switched like that. And that's how it goes. I think that Junior Guerra for the Diamondbacks felt that way yesterday because he's been pretty good until Hosmer homered off him on the third pitch he saw from him. Yeah, I mean, the guy had, had given up, I think it was two hits all year, and the Padres got three straight hits off of him. That kind of stuff just doesn't carry over. And that I guess the, the larger point here is the Padres season is is far from over. I know, I know the fan base has a really negative approach to this team for the most part. And it's hard to blame the fan base for that because just look at the last decade, look at the last half century, very few things go right. But this season is far from over at this point. I mean, they're, they're 11 and 12. There's 37 games to be played. They need to gain like a game in the standings right now to get into the postseason. In 37 games, I think that's possible. Amen. But- what you just said about it being justified, but maybe if folks didn't get so high, right? Like, like the Dodgers series being game seven of the world series, then that <laughs> wouldn't be so severe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just trying to I don't, people. I mean, people want to, be, people want to believe in this team and I, I don't, don't blame anybody for that. But again, even in a shortened season, it's still 60 games. It's not the NFL. It's not, you know, it's not one game a week where everything everything rides on that game. We're still, I mean, we're like 35% into this, into this season. There's a lot of baseball left, and if the Padres can continue to get starting pitching like this, you have to feel like things, you know, like they're going to win their share of games it's, when you get starting pitching like that. That's the way baseball normally works. It still is 60 games, you know. And I thought it was interesting from the start where Jace Tingler was talking about how managing more like it was a playoff situation. It's like, well, the playoffs aren't 60 games, man. (laughs) And there have been so many times where he clearly hasn't managed like it was the playoffs, you know, and 
but it would be impossible to him. So I'm not ripping him. I'm just saying, like, I think there was this expectation out there. You're going to manage to win every game. Like, you know, yeah. there's no tomorrow. Except for there were 59 tomorrows and then 58 tomorrow. Yeah. You just pointed out there are 37 tomorrows. I mean, the most you're going to play in the postseason, I haven't done the math, but generally a team plays 19 or 20 games to win the World Series. So, you know, this is just such a different beast. And it still is 60 games. It still is a a reliever cannot go five days a week. Uh, Exactly. So, And look, they can't, you know, and still 37 games doesn't mean they can continue to lose. I mean, they need need to win some games here pretty soon or else they're going to find themselves getting buried because what happens is, you know, they'll fall. Let's say they lose a a few more games. They have a one in six week or something like that. And they fall three games behind the, the last wild card spot. But you end up trailing three or four teams in that situation. And it's hard to jump over that many teams. So they can't get buried. But it's also not time to panic and say that the season's over because they went from 11 and 7 to 11 and 12. There are certainly many, many reasons to be concerned. Yes. And losing Kirby Yates and Tommy Pham on the same weekend uh, only add to that. But I, I just I don't feel like it's a hopeless situation at this point. Uh, you know, with as I said, they're still playing teams, the Rangers, the Mariners coming up here, even the Astros that, you know, you win a few games and everything suddenly looks a lot brighter. Uh, there yeah. I am, Mr. Positive, Kevin. Isn't that I'm what you always think, think of, of when you see me? I'm kind of flustered here. I was going to say, <laughs> folks, this is an endorsement. If Jay Posner is not completely down on this situation, but everything you said is just true in terms of like the reality of where they're at. But I think if, if the uh, frustration or the, you know, dire, the thinking that it's dire is based on, the recent play and the situation with the injuries. Right. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, and here we are again, this, this whole uh, selectivity at the plate, it was never about just walking all the time. It's getting the pitcher in the zone and then crushing some pitches. Right. Right now, Eric Hosmer and Fernando Tatis are the only guys doing that. Like Manny is missing pitches. Manny Machado is missing pitches. He should hit. And, and I think they pitch Manny. Like that's the guy they're not going to let beat him. Right. But Absolutely. It's going to get even worse now. Damn. You're making 30 mil. Um, yeah, and, no. and, you know, eventually that's wow. He's, he's got to be better. And the lineup changed Machado two to teach three. I have no issue with that. I guess my only question is who's leading off, you know, fam did it one day and I guess Grisham did it yesterday. So maybe Grisham's the guy. Grisham did it there. lefty, even though he's two for 17 against lefties. That's the I dire know. situation they were in. Is Grisham what, I mean, maybe Greg Garcia leads off, although, I mean, obviously he doesn't help you. And if Grisham and him are going to, you know, they're both against righties, Cronenworth the same the same way. I mean, uh, they, they don't really have a right-handed no. leadoff hitter unless it's Will Myers, if, uh, which, I mean, I, if. I will tell you, inside the organization, there's a lot of thought that Will is really good. If you go through the history of, you know, when he was really counted on here that he's really good in the number six spot, maybe the number uh-huh. five, you know, and right. putting him back up there at one is like, oh, now you're the man, Will. <laughs> and that, I don't think that's going to happen. I like Greg Garcia in the leadoff, maybe the number nine spot. Remember, you got to, uh-huh. you know, it's more than the first inning. Um, sure. Again, you're going to face some lefties sometimes. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and again, it happened. It happened yesterday, and and they they kind of went with uh, with that as well. But there aren't a lot of options. I mean, you know, Oliver is a right-handed hitter, but he hasn't done enough to show he should be at the at the top of the order. So, um, I guess they just got to play better, right, Kevin? <laughs> I, I I would think so. Yes, um, I thought All it was right. very interesting yesterday. I don't want to hammer this home too hard, but I guess I will. The whole idea of being tired. And I thought it was interesting yesterday what Jace Tingler said is it's only been 22 or 23 games. So while it's a reality and it has been tough and they've been on the road a lot and all that, it's like there's a long way to go in this season. It's still just yeah. the beginning of the season. It's not a typical August. So they got to pull it together, basically. Yeah. No, it's true. And I'm, I'm looking forward, as always, to, to watching the next – nights and 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 learning just exactly who plays for the texas rangers anyway uh <laughs> all right thanks everybody yeah. thanks everyone